The Winning Way Podcast is proudly supported by Ticket Spigot. As the official ticket partner of the NIAAA, Ticket Spigot has been leading the way in digital ticketing since 2016. Visit morethanjusttickets.com for more information or call 1-855-96-TICKET to get started. And welcome back to another edition of Sideline Sessions with Wesley Sykes. I am, of course, Wesley Sykes, the managing editor of Coach and Athletic Director, Training and Conditioning, uh, and Winning Hoops brands for Great America Media and Services. Uh, and you can listen to all of our previous episodes anywhere you can access podcasts, as well as uh, any of our websites. That's coachad.com, uh, training-conditioning.com, uh, and winninghoops.com. And be sure to follow all of our brands on Twitter. That's coach underscore AD. That's at train condition and at winning hoops. And then myself, as always, if you'd like, at Wesley uh, Sykes underscore. And just a, a quick housekeeping note before moving forward with our guest today. Uh, for those in the sports medicine profession looking to earn CEUs, uh, training and conditioning does offer opportunities to earn those CEUs through uh, reading our digital editions uh, and of each issue, I should say, and then taking a short quiz about what you learned. So uh, simply select the continuing education tab on training-conditioning.com and follow the con- connecting link to get started. Uh, but now that we have that out of the way, we'd like to welcome to the program Zachary Shank, uh, the athletic director of News Christian Academy in North Carolina and coach and athletic directors, sports under 40 September honoree. So uh, thank you uh, for taking the time to join us here today, Zach. How are you? Yeah, absolutely, Wesley. I appreciate you guys extending the invite and allowing me to jump on here with you and uh, overall doing well. Uh, we just got back from fall break, so we had a four day weekend this past weekend, so uh, I guess I should be feeling uh, fresh and, and ready to go. Uh, but, you know, I guess we're never uh, quite ready to uh, jump back into the swing of things after a long period of break. But uh, ready to get going. I appreciate you having me on today. Absolutely. Nothing. A little, a little cup of coffee, right? And a little extra coffee and caffeine won't, won't fix there. But, uh, of, of course, we, we gave you the nice title there of, of the athletic director of, of News uh, Christian Academy. But tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you got uh, into the athletic administration uh, industry. Yeah, so um, – Honestly, I had no desire to take this route, which is kind of typically how it goes. <laughs> sure. Um, and uh, had a different uh, path uh, planned out. Um, and it just didn't work that way. When I finished up um, playing basketball uh, down in Florida, um, my coach looked at me and said, hey, you know, what do you think about coming on and, and just working on on staff with us as as you finish up your degree? And, and I had a, my internship and everything left for uh, my education side of things. And so I said, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. And kind of became that uh without the title I guess you'd say that graduate assistant you know mm-hmm. and uh then things kind of got a little bit more official and so I jumped on staff and was kind of like looking on how he did things and how how it went and everything and, and of course my minor was sports administration but that's just because it was an easier minor you know I'm not gonna lie to him and, and uh <laughs> I appreciate you know, the honor here that's what we want right yeah exactly so I mean you know I, I enjoyed sports I you know played all played basketball all throughout high school played four years of college basketball like sports were, were my avenue of, of of release and things like that so I was like well let me let me take some classes on it in school mm-hmm. and um so my minor in sports administration and and by the time I got ready to officially graduate and and did my internship I was like yeah this is this is the direction that I want to go and so I was on staff there at the college in Florida for uh, for about four years, from about 2012 to about 2016, and um, and kind of learned and kind of figured out what I wanted to do and uh, took that route. Now, in 2014, I began teaching 
mm-hmm. at, a, at a school there in Florida. And uh, I, I applied for strictly a, a history teacher position. It was nothing outside of that. If I had an opportunity to work in athletics, uh, you know, I would have. But I knew going into it that they did not have uh, an, an official athletic program. Uh, mm-hmm. They were a fairly new private school. Uh, there was, you know, quote unquote, the, the plans to start athletics. Um, and when the head of, head of school got my information, uh, you know, she's looking at everything and she's like, Hey, let's, let's take the route. Let's, let's put your degree to work here. And I'm like, uh, okay, sure. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of the, the route. I mean, that's how I got into it. I mean, I joke, uh, with it that, you know, I, I literally got thrown into it and were, was handed the keys to the kingdom and the athletic department and had no idea what I was doing at the age of 24 years old. Right. You know, I, I get this opportunity to, to establish an athletic program. So, Overall, you know, I, I kind of jumped forward there a little bit, but but getting into athletics, athletics was something that I'd always done. I'd always played. I'd always been a part of teams, uh, something that just was instilled in, in me by my parents at a young age. And uh, it just progressed, you know, playing throughout high school, playing in college and and having good leaders and mentors as coaches that now, you know, I get the opportunity to call on my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, they really helped, you know, kind of shape and mold me into an opportunity or, or into this direction and give me the opportunity to work in athletics. I find that amazing. I mean, you talk about kind of living out the definition of trial by fire, right? And I, I think sometimes that's uh, probably the best way to do things. You know, you, you will definitely probably make some mistakes along the way, but you learn from them and you hopefully correct them on there. But um, how 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 big of a moment was that for you? you know, did you really know what you were getting into or, or the, the enormity of, of taking on an athletic program? And, and just how big of a school was it and, and how many sports did you offer? Yeah, so... Uh, well, I guess when I'm offering sports, we didn't offer any at first. So they're looking at me like, Hey, what are we going to do? And so, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, it, I'm like, all right, what are our easiest options? And I, first of all, I had never really, besides just being an assistant coach at a college, I had never had anything to do with high school sports. I haven't even coached in high school sports. I, I I've been to a, you know, obviously I played in it so I can kind of remember the process and things like that, but I didn't have. You know, I didn't have a mentor as an athletic director because I didn't start out as an assistant and all this mm-hmm. other stuff like some people do today. Uh, but I'm in there. We're talking. They're like, hey, here's here's the plan. You know, start your athletic department. Here's this. Here's that. Now, granted, it was a private school. So we had some mm-hmm. opportunities that maybe not everybody would have. We had some sure. uh, some possibilities there. and But we also had some major hurdles that we had to get through. Um, and so we didn't have uh, on our campus. We had no facilities. So we had to immediately, I have to jump in and, and begin kind of looking for uh, facilities within our surrounding areas of where we can get to uh, to practice. And so the first major sports that we went with were girls volleyball in the fall, because uh, mm-hmm. that's what they play. They play them in the fall in, in uh, Florida and yep. was boy, boys and girls basketball in the winter. Those are your my three like major sports that, that can bring revenue that can, can bring a lot of things to the table, but they're also, you know, in a sense, they're, they're relatively easy to get a team sure. together. You just you have a gym, a couple of jerseys and a basketball or volleyball. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So that was the direction that we went with. Um, and, and, and obviously as, as I progress through the story here, you'll see kind of where things went. My head of school wanted football. And mm-hmm. I told her, I said, look, I said, after sitting down here, kind of looking at where we are, I'm one year in, I'll give you football within my five-year plan. That's the best I can do. Mm-hmm. And in Florida, we have, and it's very similar to, to Texas, and even here in North Carolina, we have six and eight-man tackle football leagues. Right. And uh, and very recognized, you know, across the state and, and, you know, great organizations and programs that are ran through there. So I said, you know, if we're going that way, we, we're not going 11. Um, 
we would go eight man or six man, depending on travel and things like that. And to kind of put in perspective of our size of our school, we had roughly almost 200 in, in high school. So we were not huge. We were mm-hmm. basically, I think in Florida, they've reclassified since I've been gone, but we were one a, which we'd now be considered two a, which is your smallest level school in the Florida high school athletic association. And so that was our equivalent. And um, so we went with volleyball and we got volleyball up and off the ground. We started within our middle school program mm-hmm. uh, just to kind of help build. And, and, and as the girls graduated and went to the next level, that team could go with them. Sure. So we start out middle school, then we want to push to the JV side. As we build uh, and we, we maintain that middle school team, then we add a JV team. Then we add those, uh, maintain those two, and then we want to add varsity. Uh, for the basketball side of things, we jumped right into varsity. Um, mm-hmm. We went straight for it. Obviously, with starting out middle school as well, we just missed the JV side of things. Sure. Um, we had enough in the high school that they wanted to jump in, and, and I felt like not giving them the option uh, was kind of doing those players and those students a disservice. So we went ahead and offered a varsity uh, opportunity for them on the varsity uh, for basketball, girls and boys basketball. And uh, we were had a really good first season. Uh, the first major thing that I did was um, – hired a, a, a guy for coaching basketball um, mm-hmm. and brought him in. And he basically, I talked to my head of school. I said, Hey, here's the deal. I said, he's here every day. Um, he's working with me. As soon as he gets off work, he work, he comes to the school. He's doing this, he's doing that. Come to find out he had his teaching certification. Uh, so he had oh, wow. everything that he needed to, to get a job at the school. I just needed them to make sure that they could, they could figure it out. And so they made some, uh, some adjustments. They hired him in the middle of the school year, brought him in. He was immediately put in as assistant athletic director, and he w- ran our basketball department. And so that was a huge help. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, really, absolutely. And uh, and we didn't know each other uh, prior mm-hmm. to this. Uh, it was just kind of that thing. And if you, we had people tell us all the time, you know, you guys look like you guys have been friends since y'all were, you know, children. Mm-hmm. And, and we just worked really well together. Um, you know, we still talk today. He's at a different school now. He's a head athletic director at another school there in Florida uh, as time kind of progressed and, and as we changed roles and, and schools. You know, but he's he's doing his thing and he came in and he kind of uh, went through our basketball department, kind of managed our basketball department. But the biggest thing was just bringing him in and helping lighten that load because um, I mean, the major sure. thing was getting everything situated, transportation, because we're we're not on on school. Uh, we didn't have a gym on school campus, so we're having to, to drive and transport for practices and games and things like that. And so. It was a uh, it was an interesting uh, time. Uh, it was stressful. I mean, you're talking we're talking like 12 to 15 hour days, depending on on how it went. And, uh, yeah. you know, and you're starting things out. You're also the bus driver. You're also the van driver. You're you're this, you're that. And, uh, you know, sometimes the public school ADs, you know, they, they get an opportunity where they're starting out inside the public school and they'll never see this side of the private school side of things. And then you get, you know, your private school ADs are like, yeah, I, I, I can relate to that. I did that. I drove the bus for this team or mm-hmm. I did that for this team. And so, and that's what it came down to is, you know, we always joke in, in private education that we wear many hats and man, I wore so many hats that year on top of, I got married in 2015. So my wife had our schedules had to adjust for it as well. Yeah. Um, and it, and it was a big adjustment, um, but it was it was fun. And honestly, I do my best learning uh, by being thrown to the fire. And you talked about trial by fire. I mean, mm-hmm. there's yeah, I made some mistakes and I made a lot of mistakes and mistakes that I, I don't even want to mention because, I, you know, I'm sure someone would be like, this guy's still in education. Um, but we made a lot of mistakes, mainly because I didn't know. Um, at 24 years old, you're getting somebody who's going to come in as a PE teacher who might be like a second assistant to the AD. And he's going to work his way up. And by the age of like 35 to 40, he's going to finally land that that opportunity. 
I'm 24 years old. I've been out of college for two years. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no mm -hmm. mentors. I had no head athletic director to, to lean on or anything like that. I'm legit just trying to figure things out as I go along. And and same thing with my assistant as well. I mean, we're both looking at each other. We're, we're the same age and, you know, we're trying to figure things out. So it, trial by fire, it's good, but there, there were some, some bad things that happened, but uh, it was, it was fun. And, um, I uh, learned a lot of a lot of things to do and a lot of things not to do. Yeah, well, I, I think going through it and again, you know, you, you maybe learning it the hard way, but it's definitely going to stay with you more more than uh, I got away with something here and maybe I shouldn't have done, you know, some, something along those lines, right? Uh, I, I think that's that's probably a great uh, a great way to learn. Maybe, uh, like I said, the hard way or the other. Um, but but I also understand you coach the the girls basketball team as well here, right? Uh, for 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 News Christian Academy. Yeah, so I. Um... I'm the girls varsity girls basketball coach uh, took over four years ago. So when I first came here uh, and that's one of the positive things about being on the private school side is your workload is, is great sometimes, especially when it comes to the athletic director side of things, but also it still allows you and gives you that opportunity to jump in there and coach, mm -hmm. um, you know, public, a lot of public schools uh, programs and associations do not allow you to do that. Um, and uh, it's something that I enjoy doing. Uh, I enjoy coaching, getting in there. I'm still competitive. I still want to win and, and everything. And that kind of gives me my, my little bit of a, a edge and my release, you know, in that department. Um, but I've coached the girls team for four years uh, going on. Actually, I, I guess I'm starting my fourth year uh, now. And uh, coach boys when I first got here, transitioned over to girls and um, I have enjoyed it and really like it. And, and it does. It takes up some time. Uh, you know, we start practice at four, like 445. So mm -hmm. from the time school's out at three o'clock to four forty-five, you know, I got a little bit of downtime in there, and we typically do. Sometimes we'll do film, or we'll do a study hall in between there with the girls. They'll come up here and and, and do some some in the classroom type work. But uh, but other than that, yeah, we're we're going, and, and we got a full season. In fact, uh, we're after it today, uh, later this afternoon, and season it. officially starts um, November first. Uh, mm -hmm. We're doing some conditioning stuff this week, and and so on. But yeah, coaching girls basketball. Uh, I've enjoyed it, and that's one thing I do like about being on the private school side of things. Is it still allows me to jump in there and get in the mix with the with the kids from a coaching standpoint. Well, yeah, and, and you mentioned this as well, kind of the number of hats that you have to wear, particularly in that private school setting. Uh, is it difficult kind of juggling between the titles and the duties of a coach and athletic director and kind of drawing that line? Where it's like, or, or are you always wearing the athletic director hat just in a, a, a coaching uh, uh, suit maybe, you know? Yeah, I mean – Dealing with other coaches and things like that, it, it, it can be, you know, it, it's always got to be athletic director hat. Um, mm -hmm. Dealing with the players and and whatnot within the athletic program, um, it's it's a little bit of both. You know, you always kind of want to let everybody know that, hey, you know, I've got my AD hat on today. Here's that. However, like, you can come and talk to me as, as another coach. If you, you know, want to vent about, you know, this or that, like, I always want to be available. Uh, for my girls, on the other hand, it's, you know mm – -hmm that it's tough they they often don't see the ad hat they see the uh the coach hat sure. um more so than anything else and 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 it takes an adjustment uh to get used to you know in some things and they want to know why we can't do it and you know it's just our team well we can't do it on our team because if i did it on our team then i have to allow every other team to do it and things like that and so <laughs> right you know there's those different things that people don't understand that are behind the scenes that you know you have to say all right hey look you know we, if we do something this way, then I've got to allow that opportunity to out to everybody else, which we don't allow that opportunity. So then we can't do this or we can't do that. And so, you know, sometimes they don't see it, but wearing those hats and, and, and maintaining that throughout our uh, athletic department, isn't super difficult. Uh, the one, 
the, the major thing that I always have a hard time with is, is putting on my my coach hat and, when dealing with parents. Am sure, I coach right. or am I the AD? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then if, if I'm not dealing, let's say I have a, um, a co-worker or a teacher or an administrator within our school that their child plays sports for us. You know, you, you know what it's like. You can communicate one way with coworkers that you maybe couldn't communicate in that way with a parent. But right. now they're both of them. And so sometimes, you know, I got to take that head off. Am I a coworker right now or am I a parent that they're venting about, you know, something within the athletic department or, you know, an issue with a coach or something like that? So it is it, it is it is hard. But, um, you know, recently on, uh, on on my podcast, which uh, I'm sure we'll probably get to at some point there, yeah. but uh, I had uh, Kevin Schneider. Uh, who's kind of a, a motivational, uh, athletic-minded speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of related out there as like, you know, hey, you got 25 hats. I see hats behind you right now, Wesley. Right. You're not going <laughs> to walk up and, and put all, you know, eight of those hats on and wear them out of the house. Mm-hmm. You got to be diligent at taking one off and putting on another because you just look silly if you're wearing all these hats. Right. And uh, and even as a, you know, he's a guest of mine. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to spread some some information to ADs listening, I learned something out of that one. And it's like, yeah, you, you got to take a hat off in order to put a hat on. If not, you're just going to look silly. And so that is one thing that I've learned. And and as I could, if I could help younger athletic directors or even coaches, like, hey, take the hats off, put the other hat on, don't try to wear them all at the same time because you're just going to look silly and it's not going to work out. Yeah, and I also think that there's an interesting dichotomy there, and I love that that uh, metaphor with the hatch thing. And when you kind of put it in there, it kind of makes it really cut and dry, right? Make, makes it pretty clear on that point. But yeah. uh, on that same uh, topic with that, that dichotomy between the coach and the athletic director position in regards to the referees and assignments there, and I think does that does that change at all? Because again, you're you're kind of hiring these uh, referees from an AD perspective, I imagine, but you know, you're, you're also kind of jockeying for calls too at the same time as a coach, right? Yeah, that's, um, that, that's gotten me in trouble. Um, and, and I don't know if I'm the only coach in America, but I don't like officials. Um, mm-hmm. I don't agree with any of their, call- now, you know, like it's just a typical <laughs> stuff. Like, you know, yeah. if it's a call against my team and I don't agree with it, if it's a call for my team then I a hundred percent agree with it. So, but at the same time, it has been difficult um, because when they're the first ones, when they're walking in the gym, I'm the first one they meet. Mm-hmm. Hey, how are you? Let me take you to your room, blah, blah, blah. And then it's ready for tip and they're about to see me on the sideline. And so that is a major and, and, and this is just something I'm, I'm continuously working on um, is is kind of helping between the two or, or mm-hmm. kind of. You know, kind of helping myself in a sense of saying, hey, you know what? Hey, at the end of the game, I got to be able to talk to this guy because I'm about to hand him his check. If right. I lose my mind on him because he made a bad call or do I just let him go anyway? And one of the big things is, you know, I just look at it as this, like, hey, it's all a judgment call, right? So if they make a bad decision, first of all, they're not going to reverse it. No, what what official has ever reversed a call right. except for in the major leagues and in and, and the, and the big professional leagues because they have all these and somebody's in their ear telling them that, hey, this was a bad yeah, call, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um. You know, it's it's kind of like that uh, that uh, Jaguars uh, Patriots game. You know, where oh, here we go. Anyway. No, I'm just kidding. I, I told you how to find a way to bring that up. There we go. Yeah. Um, but again, they're not they're not going to reverse the call. So I have to in my back of my head is like, hey, not only am I the athletic director, am I going to pay them at the end of the game here? I just you know I'm the first person they're going to see as they walk in the gym. But hey, just relax. We'll get we'll get a call another time. I'll, I'll mention it to them or something like that. And so mm-hmm. that has been something that I've had to adjust to. And and one of the big things is you know. I, I'm standing on the sideline coaching, you know, and a, and a lot of people don't realize it, but you know, I'm six eight, almost three hundred pounds. I'm a massive person on the sideline, and these referees, maybe what five, right. five four, <laughs> five five, 
you know, I'm, I'm towering over them and the way that I approach and things like that, it, you, you have to take that, that approach of, of being very professional in every aspect. And even as I do coach and deal with the officials in the back of my head is I'm the athletic director. And so mm -hmm. that has been a, a challenge and it, it probably always will be a challenge no matter where I'm at or what I'm doing. If I'm coaching, that's going to be something that I have to adjust to. Yeah, I, I think maybe uh, maybe a little piece of advice here. You know, when you when you go and meet all these referees and you kind of send them to their locker room or their their assignment room for the evening, just have like a, a fruit basket or something there yeah. to kind of welcome them in, grease the wheels a little bit. Maybe some of those calls will go your way the next time then for the home games. You know. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, <laughs> and the unfortunate thing in, in Raleigh is, I mean, you you might have them at home, but you're going to see them away too, and yeah. and that's the thing. So it's like. You know, uh, I'll see a referee come into a home game and I'm like, oh, man, I just gave this guy problems two weeks ago at, at, at our gym. And here he is again. And so and that's the big thing I always tell my my girls and, and any player that plays for me. You know, I say, look, I said, you got to be careful not to burn bridges, because at some point in time, you're going to have to come back full circle to that. You might run into that person again where you're going to need their mm -hmm. help. Same thing with officiating. Hey, they're at our gym and they made a terrible call. Well, if I rip them up one side and down the other, they're going to remember that. And then when I have them at an away game, and let's say it's a two-point ball game and, and we need a call, they're going to remember that. And they're going to be like, oh, maybe I didn't make that call. Maybe I do. Like, you right. know, I hate to say don't it. Don't get the benefit of the doubt. Right. And so I, I try to use that as a life lesson to teach our, our, our athletes here that, you know, hey, just, just remember who you run into and how you act around them because it can come back full circle. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this kind of uh, segues perfectly here into my next question about just, just some best practices on, on developing, you know, student leadership, empowering student athletes, uh, whether it's on the court and then transitioning to, you know, in life and, and later in life. Yeah. Um, well, here, here in our, here at Noose, obviously we're, we're a smaller um, private school. We're, we're 2A within the, the North Carolina Independent School Athletic Association. So we're not the smallest, but we're also not the biggest. And sure, uh, yeah. One thing that that I have found successful um, is is as the older kids get, they, they the more responsibility that they want. They'll never tell you that, but but mm -hmm. they definitely do. Right. Um, and so a lot of times, you know, I'll tell my captains, hey, like, hey, here's what I need you to do today. I need you to relay it out to your team. Become that leader, even if if they're not. Now, granted, first of all, you're not going to name a, a captain more than likely if they're not a good leader. Mm -hmm. So most of the time, when you're naming captains of your teams or and I guess I'm, I'm talking more from a coaching standpoint now, but you're going to name a captain of your team. It's going to be somebody that's either leads leads by actions or they're going to lead by actions and by their voice. Um, because I've had people who are captains who, hey, they're not good vocal leaders, but they're good leaders and they lead by action. Mm -hmm. um, they're quiet when they do it, but they get the job done and everybody sees it. And so you obviously have that, um, you know, kind of the opportunity to kind of pick and choose. But but giving them and being able to empower them with that opportunity for leadership is something that that kids they want. They want that desire of responsibility. And it kind of, you know, and, and hey, maybe it's in their minds, it's I'm the man or, or I'm the I'm the girl because I'm, I'm in charge and coaches allow mm -hmm. me to. And that's fine, because at the end of the day, I can kind of keep that in perspective and kind of keep that in line with where we stand for our teams and our, and our program here. But just giving them responsibility and giving them an opportunity to, hey, communicate, hey, communicate this out with your team. Hey, here's where we need to be at this time. Hey, mm -hmm. you know, captains come here. Hey, we need to be in the locker room at this time, this time, this time or do this, do this. And, and they go and they relay it out there. And and they've they've really. I've seen success on our end in that. Now, granted, I don't know how that would work in in bigger systems or bigger schools. And maybe one day I'll have the opportunity to kind of, you know, trial by fire in a sense. But um, sure. here at Noose and, and even previous down in Florida, you know, it, it was a good opportunity. And our kids kind of thrived and had that um, positive outcome in the whole situation. It's just being able to have that level of responsibility and be able to lead 
with a little bit of freedom, you know, and, and, and giving that opportunity to say, Hey, here's what we need done. Go get it done. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it's kind of related over to the, the courts. Um, and, and it's been able to, uh, be successful in, in many different ways. Yeah, I, I imagine uh, this is the case in, in many other states, but it, I know in Massachusetts, you know, there are restrictions for how, how many coaches can uh, hold off-season conditioning, off-season workout drills, and that usually comes into, uh, you know, the captain's practice, right? They they set the captain for uh, the, the going into the new season, uh, into the preseason. They organize the strength and conditioning drills. They organize some of the things. And maybe that's a workaround, the, uh, the MIA rules as well, but it's also a, a great opportunity to kind of instill that leadership, that empowerment that you may be looking for out of your players yeah and and that's exactly we've done that before um you know i tell my girls that when you get to the gym i'll be in the gym but it's your job to get the first 20 to 25 minutes of practice going you Mm -hmm. know we have our our quick team talk and we talk about what we're going to accomplish today but as soon as we break out of that huddle stretching agilities and our warm-up drills those never change therefore what do you Mm -hmm. i don't need to yell at you i don't need to tell you i don't need to coach you through them you guys should be able to figure it out. And so for the first two weeks, sure, I'm helping. And we really get to see kind of who is the who are those leaders right. who can step in and kind of help with that. Um, and that's been really uh, a big success for us is, is you have those players, those those uh, those leaders within your team step up and say, all right, hey, stretching, here's what we do. Boom, 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 boom. And then they just get it going. And so what it does is it allows me and my assistant coaches to take the first 20 minutes of practice, kind of go over some things, um, finish off what whatever – notes we need to take or, or how we want to make our adjustments for, for this and that and, and go from there um, because we don't have to worry about the, the first little bit of practice because they're going to handle it. They're going to get things done and they're going right. to move throughout the first little bit and then be ready to go. Awesome. Well, hey, you know, I love uh, the, the conversation that we have here and stuff, and it obviously shows that uh, that you have an experience on the mic a little bit. You, you kind of teased this a little earlier in the program, but tell us about the podcast that you run here. That, that sounds like a little bit of competition. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm not competing in any any point. No, I, I, I want to yeah. work together. Um, you know, and, and honestly, uh, my my whole thing was is, as we went into COVID. You know, our, our I guess quarantine in, in a sense due to COVID. Uh, how many ever months or years ago now? It seems like it's all running together. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I found myself. There's no athletics. There was nothing going on, and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm sitting at home. My wife is an elementary teacher, so she's teaching nonstop. I'm mm-hmm. just kind of sitting around the house doing, you know, a whole lot of nothing. And um, I said, you know, I, I want to be productive. And so I talked with a couple other AD friends, and uh, they were like, yeah, sounds good, sounds good, but I don't have, you know, I can't do this, can't do that. And I'm like, okay. So I got with a, a friend of mine out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, Tommy Brown. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Tommy was uh, the athletic director at Boyd Buchanan School there in Chattanooga who had been – on staff on the women's side at University of Illinois with basketball, Presbyterian College down in South Carolina. Uh, he was over in uh, Tennessee and the NAIA school there and, and everything. Mm-hmm. And so he's now kind of in the realm that I'm in, but he's also in his 50s. And here I was, you know, uh, 29, 30, whenever, I think actually 30 when it first started. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, Tommy, I said, look, I said, you're not learning from anybody. I didn't learn from anybody. Let's put something together to help younger athletic directors uh, kind of – learn in a sense but you know from a from a podcast and so mm-hmm. we got together and we started the winning way podcast um and it is obviously directed towards athletic directors but also directed towards coaches we have a lot of uh, opportunities on there and so we are i want to say we're about to do our 25th episode we're in season two mm-hmm. um so we've been moving on we we started off really really strong 
And obviously, as as real life kind of hits, those sometimes those things dial back a little bit. Sure, right. Um, and uh, but yeah, so we've been going, and uh, I think this last August uh, was a because we started in August of last school year. So this past August was a full year, even though we had been planning kind of since we went out with with COVID. Right. Um, and we we put it out there. We've had some really good guests on. Uh, we had uh, um, Heather Macy, who is the women's coach. She was the women one of the winningest most winningest coaches uh, in the women's side at ECU, Eastern Carolina University. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've had her. We try to go after athletic directors. We just recently uh, had Tickets Picket on and mm-hmm. Dr. Danielle LaPointe, and she kind of gets on there and she's, you know, explains Tickets Picket and things like that. And we have Pat Flannery, uh, who was the coach mm-hmm. at Bucknell when they beat Kansas. You Love know, that. He's now, yeah, he's now doing some consulting and some fundraising there at Bucknell. And so you kind of see the process of, of, of how we are. We talk about different topics, and sometimes it's just Tommy and I. Uh, that, that we'll discuss some things and we talk about social media and how it can help your, your program, mm-hmm. fundraising, dealing with difficult parents, like everything that you can deal with from an athletic director or a coach's standpoint, we do our best to talk about. And so you can find us on uh, basically any platform that uh, mm-hmm. that has uh, podcasts. We're on social media. It's my job to maintain social media. I am terrible at social media. Yeah. Uh, so on social <laughs> media, it struggles a little bit. Um, but we're on there. You can follow us on Twitter at The Winning Way. Um, and I uh, would love to uh, have some people come and listen and, and give us some feedback. Well, I, I love it. Again, I, I kind of see this, this podcasting rising uh, uh, in the industry there. There's one that always tags me. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Um, Jake Von Shearer. I'm not sure if you have any yeah. familiarity with him. He's done stuff with the uh, the Mentoring Minute and his, his educational AD podcast always. I've seen yeah. Scott Jarvis, who's been a guest on this podcast and has helped with coaching AD, um, is, is another great resource. I'm not sure if you have any familiarity with him or on Twitter there, but he's a, uh, a another great resource. And, and if you're ever looking for a, a Massachusetts guy, you want another thick uh, Boston accent to deal with, uh, this is my guy, Matt Trahan. He does a, a podcast. Yeah. He's the AD at a, a voc- vocational school up here in massachusetts with uh it's called the breakfast of champions good football basketball mind there as well so yeah be happy to exchange some of those after the fact yeah no doubt and and that's the thing is like people are like well there's so many going on and podcasts are a dime a dozen it's like well yeah that's that's fine but i listen to hundreds of podcasts it Mm -hmm. seems like all the time and my thing is and and i don't i i kind of joke say this jokingly you know i'm not a big reader that's just not my thing. But if it helps me with professional development or helps me get better at my job, I'll read all day long. And right. It's kind of the same way I am with, with listening and, and podcasts. If it's something that I can pull out of it and I can use it and relate to it every single day, then then I'm there. And so the whole concept of the winning way was strictly for ADs and coaches to be able to to learn some things from it and to you know give some some interesting insight to it. You know, um, I'm I'm a, a young guy who started out at 24. I made a lot of mistakes, and that's basically what I can bring to the table. Is hey, don't make these same mistakes. <laughs> you know, t- Tommy's been coaching basketball since you know I, I always joke with him. He's been coaching longer than I've been alive. Um, but he uh, you know he can bring a lot to the table as a coach and now an athletic director who's learning the ropes at at an older age. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of our thing, and and we're wanting to partner with with whoever. You know, it's not a competition. It, it's right. it's making everybody better and giving everybody. Uh, uh, a certain avenue to have that opportunity. I love it. Yeah. And, and I appreciate it too. And, and again, uh, thank you so much for taking the time out to speak with us here today, Zach. And, and I know you've already plugged this again, but where, where one, one more time, where can the people get in touch with you on social media and the winning way podcast? 
Yeah, so you can follow on Twitter. Uh, it's at The Winning Way, um, and that's obviously for our podcast, social media. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I, I, all, I, all my kids tell me that Facebook is fading out, that I'm old <laughs> and all this other stuff. And it's like, all right. But you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Or, or Twitter is at ZTS33, um, and Instagram is at Coach underscore ZTS. So feel free. Give me a follow. Give me a shout out. I'd love to talk and meet and kind of continue this this concept of uh athletic director mentorship in a sense and always looking to to bounce ideas off of people awesome i love it and then you, you want to follow our, our brands on twitter as well that's uh at coach underscore ad uh at train condition uh at winning hoops and then myself as always if you'd like uh at wesley sykes underscore uh and you'll want to be following those accounts to get a first look at who our next guest will be but um until that moment sports fans uh, my name is wesley sykes and i'd like to thank you for taking part in another episode of sideline sessions and uh thank you very much zach absolutely thanks for having me all right Today's episode is brought to you by One Heartbeat Athletics. If you're looking on how to build a warrior culture in your athletic department, then look no further. One Heartbeat Athletics is guaranteed to enhance your team's toughness and change the lives of your athletes. If you're interested in setting up a free 15-minute preview, please email Tommy Brown at bethethumb at yahoo.com. That is bethethumb at yahoo.com.